Be part of an innovative fine arts community immersed in a top research university. Carnegie Mellon University's School of Music's world-class vocal department constantly works at the cutting edge of musical art forms. CMU performance faculty are creating projects that leverage musicians' skill sets in unique and applicable ways. Students are challenged to think outside the box as they engage with non-traditional performance spaces, collaboration with electronics, and improvisation, alongside a robust program of traditional studies, languages, recitals, and operas. To learn more about Carnegie Mellon University and to apply, visit the link in the show notes of this episode. Happy 2024, everyone! We hope that your new year is off to a great start. And that you're having a gay old time. Oh. <laughs> oh, come on, guys. I could have repeated last year's joke, which was that this year will be so lit. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it will be, but... <laughs> yeah, she'll be here all week, people. <laughs> so... production of Cincinnati Song Initiative, where we reimagine the repertoire by introducing less familiar art songs through sound clips and lively discussion. I'm vocal coach Ellen Rissinger. I'm soprano Tony Marie Palmertree. And I'm tenor Zachary Dean Smith. Join us as we explore this exciting repertoire. Sonnet, sonnet, reimagining the repertoire. There's a publishing company called New Music Shelf dedicated to the publication of current composers because one of the biggest hamper things that hamper composers nowadays mm-hmm. is that they're having to they're not getting published by by houses and mm-hmm. they're publishing it on their website but that means you have to go looking for their website mm-hmm. so the point of new music shelf was to put out anthologies of new music so they have a set of anthologies for soprano mezzo soprano tenor and baritone and each of them say anthology volume or anthology of new music volume one so hopefully there will be several volumes of these coming out at a regular basis Mm -hmm. but they also have an anthology of new music trans and non-binary voices how cool right so all of the composers that are that are in this volume are trans non-binary and beyond just the the fact that we have all this music the cool thing is that there are little biographies of each of the composers oh, at the end great. of the anthology. Mm-hmm. This is something that I came upon last year at Nats at the Nats convention and immediately said, we need to get this for our school library and immediately bought it for one of our non-binary students at school because they had gotten their schedule in on time. So they won a prize. <laughs> Couldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs> And so they, I, I worked with them a little bit at the end of the, se- the school year on some of these songs. And that's what we're going to cover in this episode. Awesome. Amazing. Right? So we're not going to delve too deeply into the composers, but we want to talk a little bit more about the music because we have four separate composers here. And we have at least two of the poets that we know of were also queer. Mm-hmm. So the first song in the book is the first song we're going to talk about. And it's called At a Dinner Party by Hope Salmonson. 
And this one is so delightful. The way that this piece begins with such a jaunty little vibe is such fun for me. It has, I think you said it sounded like a bit like a begin. That's, that's what I'm thinking, but I could have my dance forms wrong. <laughs> <laughs> We're not dance people. <laughs> no, it's a delightful, jaunty little tune, which is so good to hear. I feel like sometimes when we focus so hard on identity, especially queer identity, we get into bogged down into the depths of what it means to suffer as queer people. So it's always delightful to hear pieces that are a little more lighthearted. And I'm glad that this anthology starts there. Yeah. And this, I mean, the, the language, it's talking about the party, but it's also talking about secretly seeing someone across the room and mm -hmm. recognizing something in them. Either they're already partners or they can look at each other and say, hmm. The glance, the we, glance that yep. they can give mm -hmm. each other. Exactly. And this but, is coming from the voice of someone who's a lesbian. The poet is a lesbian. So um, Amy Levy, the, the poet, it's well documented, even though um, she was born in 1861, that there is information that she had a romantic relationship with a longtime partner, a woman. So this is coming from her voice. Exactly. So they have their little secret across the, the room mm -hmm. from each other at the dinner party. Mm -hmm. to talk about was is called Captain of My Soul. The composer is Yashi Weinberg and they started this out with some humming in the vocal line and then there's some really really nice music that feels kind of Amy Beach-ish and then it moves into a place called Pushing Forward. The, the indication is Pushing Forward and at this point it's in E flat minor, sort of, but it's not written in E flat minor. This one's in five flat, so it's actually like written in D flat somehow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but we're in E flat minor and we kind of move up a step every measure, which is very cool. Oh, but, that's interesting. Right? And what I really love, besides the fact that the, the vocal line is in a really nice mezzoe place, mm is the rhythm of it. The rhythmic interest in it is that I'm playing in 12 8. And the vocal line is in dotted eights against me. I love to hear something where the rhythm isn't quite as like 
clear as it should be, especially when you have such a rush of notes happening underneath. Exactly. And I really enjoy the fact that you have a piece that's captain of my soul that pulls a little bit on some sort of sea ideas. And that starts with a humming, sort of, to me, it evokes the idea of sea shanties and the sort of work songs of everybody humming along and that sort of stuff, which makes sense for a piece which is kind of about hard work and hard circumstances. Exactly. And and more than hard, like in some cases, kind of violent, my head is bloody, but unbowed. Mm-hmm. And I love the strength of that line. I, I would say that that's one of the things that happens in several of these songs. We get a lot of text about the strength of the person singing mm-hmm. and how they real, how they found their strength. So in this case, the under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloody, but unbowed. Uh, great use of B. Um, BL. BL. That great use of that. Yeah. The consonants. Oof. Yep. The poet was William Ernest Henley, who is not part of the queer community, but he was apparently, or could have been, he since he had only one leg, he could have been the inspiration for Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island. Oh. Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> At least according to Wikipedia. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The third song we want to talk about is by, now I may be ruining this because the second S has an accent mark on it, but I'm going to just going to say Rosa Crean. Mm-hmm. Are we just going to, is that okay with everybody? Fine by me. <laughs> <laughs> so please, Rosa, if you're listening and I'm saying it wrong and the second S with the accent should have a different sound, please let us know. She's the diction police. She really wants to know. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> I do want to know. So, Rasa said an Amy Lowell text. Amy Lowell was, um, she actually won a Pulitzer for her poetry in 1926. Uh, she was another uh, lesbian poet, well known for her uh, masculine um, energy, and uh, described herself, I believe, as ugly, which I think is quite fair. <laughs> <laughs> and in this text, one of the things that I really enjoy about the setting of this text is that they set this moment that I'm just going to say the text and then talk about the moment that I love uh, amid the broken flutings of white pillars is the end of the sentence. And then in the next phrase, it says it dances with purple and yellow crocuses in its hair. And Rasa has the the coolest little transition into like a little dance moment Mm. so we're coming in it's all it's all six eight but as we get through the amid amid the broken flutings of white pillars feels like it's kind of ramping up to something and it's sort of like comes out in this dance suddenly in d major and to me it feels kind of like the mandoline that we did last season of of dupont Mm -hmm. where you end up with this sort of dance out of the middle of nothing phrase. <laughs> <laughs> right? And there's a little bit of fun homework about Rosa. Uh, they've actually written a one-act opera 
called The Times Are Nightfall, which is a queer sequel to Don Giovanni that was premiered at Opera America in 2018. So that's something fun to look into. Uh, they've also written another opera that won the American Prize in 2018, 2019. Uh, so all of my opera friends out there, we need to go dig into more of Ross's operatic uh, exactly. compositions. <laughs> See what kind of arias they have, too, from Yes, definitely. Go check them out. Mm-hmm. So the last song we wanted to talk about is Breathe by Keith Allegretti. And the poet is Cecilia Raker. She seems to be a uh, very talented and, and up-and-coming um, uh, storyteller um, who is observantly Jewish queer artist who is very interested in sort of the magical side of uh, queerness, um, given, which I think is especially uh, relevant considering that one of the flags on the uh, gay pride flag, as we know now, did iconically stand for the for magic, especially. Um, and I think that that is why that sort of comes into her tradition of doing stuff. Okay. And she actually has worked with composer Keith Allegretti as one of the first teams to craft a lead role in a contemporary opera specifically for trans singers' voices. Wow. So this belongs definitely in this. (laughs) And actually, was that from Good Country? It was. It was from the opera Good Country. Okay. So in the anthology, this is listed as Breathe from Good Country. So now we know everything. (laughs) And the neat thing about the text is that it keeps coming back to the word breathe. Mm -hmm. So you do Mm -hmm. get, I want to say you sort of get that, you know, and Caesar is a good man sort of rhetoric, Mm -hmm. that really excellent rhetoric of coming, bringing the same thing back around. Circular breathing, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) And this, this text is so, it's fascinating because you get lived through the loss of the lover who saw me golden, despite how I saw my own reflection and the shortness of breath when I corseted my chest. Mm. Mm, definitely speaking to the experience of binding a common and varyingly um, difficult to painful experience for a lot of uh, trans men in particular. Yeah. And the the way the music is set, the piano part has these sort of middle chords and then sort of higher chords and it, they sort of go back and forth a little bit it's I'm, i can't i don't know what the word is that i'm looking for they sort of flutter back and forth with the chords but the the line the melody is just so soars right over it mm-hmm. Twenty-one songs in here, if my counting is correct. It's incredible. So we have a lot of choices in here. I believe there is one piece in here that says that is specifically for trans voices. So those are things to look through in the anthology for. But it, all of the information is in the anthology. 
To me, this is the kind of book that should be in the collection of every voice teacher. As soon as you start getting a collection where you have your Schubert's, um, all your different classics, this feels like the kind of thing that you should have in there because there are going to be students who are going to feel so seen and who are going to create so much more of a trusting bond with their teacher and be able to progress so much, so much more clearly and truthfully because they have this collection in their um, libraries. Yeah. Yeah, and it also includes a bit of information about each composer and their preferred pronouns, and so that's really helpful um, when we're trying to speak correctly about people and, and just learn about them, so yeah. we love that. Absolutely. I mean, even, I do catch myself in coachings with female composers even, mm-hmm. and just saying he wants us. I'm like, Ellen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Really. It's so ingrained. <laughs> it is. It's just a habit that you get get into over 50 years, and it's fabulous to be able to expand our vocabulary like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As far as purchase information, this, that will definitely be on the post notes and levels. As you hear, there are many different songs and many different kinds of songs. I think that there's something in here for everyone. Yeah. Musical clips for this episode were performed by mezzo-soprano Grace Eli and pianist Ellen Rissinger and recorded at Carnegie Mellon University's Music Department Recording Studio in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Purchase information for the scores discussed in this episode are available in the show notes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to help others find this podcast. Episodes drop every first, third, and fifth Thursday of each month. So Lit, Song Lit is a production of Cincinnati Song Initiative. You can learn more about their network of podcasts at cincinnatisonginitiative.org slash podcasts. Are you craving incredible song recitals? Are you interested in a behind-the-scenes view into professional song making at the highest levels of artistry? Are you looking to develop your own artistic and entrepreneurial skills as a classical musician in this ever-changing 21st century landscape? If you found yourself saying yes to any of those questions, look no further than Cincinnati Song Initiative's week-long program, The Fellowship of the Song. Taking place this year from May 19 through 26, The Fellowship brings together some of the country's brightest song performers and teachers for a week of classes, concerts, and study events. And we invite you to join us as an auditor, either in person in Cincinnati or online, wherever you may be located. When you join the fellowship as an auditor, you gain instant access to the entire week's events and can go back and relive the magic through HD video recordings of each and every session. To learn more about this incredible new opportunity, visit CincinnatiSongInitiative.org audit.